Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. If you want the Lord and all he has for you, would you put your hands together and worship him right now? Come on, give him praise. Man, your guys are amazing. Before you're seated, turn around and shake hands or fist bump about two or three people before you do that. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Amen. Y'all pray for us at 11 a.m. We have seven. Seven we're dedicating to the Lord at 11 a.m. So somebody say, God's at work at Faith Kids. Come on, say, God is at work in our Faith Kids ministry. If you're looking for a place to serve, that is a great place and uh, much needed. And, um, to, man, so many ways that you can help make Jesus known, help be a part of raising up a generation. Uh, I tell you, man, it's so cool. We believe it. It's not babysitting service back there. It's, it's uh, just the presence of God. We, de- we baptized several of those, uh, those are faith kids last, last type baptism. So man, God's at work in a big way. Amen. Well, let's jump into word. Anybody bring a Bible to church. I love it. You guys are awesome. As you turn to with me, Ephesians chapter four, Ephesians chapter four, anybody excited about the word? Amen. I love it. I just want to welcome anyone here for the first time as you turn there. Thank you for being here. You guys are amazing. If you might have come for a baby dedication, you may have come just because, again, just when the Holy Spirit dropped it in your heart. But we believe he led you here. We believe you were prayed here. And, and we pray, God, put people in this place that you want to do something in their heart and life. And so, again, we thank you for doing that. If you're joining us at home, you're part of our online family, please comment let us know where you're at as well. But as you turn to Ephesians chapter 4, don't forget we have the Version Bible app if you use that app. App. Great way to study the word if you're a digital kind of person. And, um, but if uh, you can click more than events and be able to follow right along there with me. I've put the notes and passages, everything right there in the palm of your hand, man. We're so good to you right here. Say, y'all, just, just say, say, tell you, Pastor, you're way too kind to us. All right, you're way. I agree. Amen. No, we just, but we just want to get this word in you. But Ephesians chapter 4, I want to jump straight in today and read. We've been hanging out in this book. Uh, often, several times in this series, it's a great place to study uh, and learn about relationship and family and all those things. But Ephesians 4, I want to read 29 through 32 today. And uh, it says this. It says, I'm reading from NLT, don't use foul or abusive language. Woo. All right, we're going to go ahead and pray right now. Open up the altar and let everybody come down because we all need just this message today. Um, don't use a foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Oh, man, that's our heart. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead... Like, instead of doing that, do this, he says. Instead, be kind to, to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Would you tell your neighbor, I need this message today. 
<clears throat> yeah, would you say I need this message today? Let's pray. We're going to jump in. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the presence that's in this place. And Lord, today, I just pray, God, that you'll strengthen relationships in this room, God. Strengthen relationships in those who are joining us today online, Father. I just pray, God, that you'll strengthen the hearts. Let us today learn from this word, apply it to our hearts, and God, and see fruit come and remain. In Jesus' name, would you say it, church? Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're in a series called Relationship Goals. Like, you know, what is our, it's called Relationship Goals. So we're digging into learning that the relationships are so valuable in our life. Amen. They're so needed. We, we need each other. I need you. You need me. Yeah, we need one another. And so we also have been learning this, that relationships can be hard. Nothing easy about being in community, being in relationship. Sometimes that can be very difficult. And so as we've been digging into this series, learning, we've been learning about different relationships. We've talked about parenting. We've talked about individual relationships, our, our walk with the Lord. We've been talking here recently about marriage and, again, learning about how we can strengthen our marriage. And today I want to jump into, look at some things. I, I, I said this last week. I, I asked, I, I do something with couples before I marry them. Um, I, I take them through like a premarital type teaching, and, and it's, it's, th- it's something that God gave me years ago. I was in youth ministry when God gave me this, and so I started teaching these principles to young people and to, to whoever it was that was getting married, and I would take them through this and uh, helping them learn some principles that would make their marriage last. And, and these are principles that, that when I teach this, I, I want to let them know that these are not optional. These are non-negotiables in, in the marriage. And so I asked this last week for some of those who may have been through that. I said, hey, if I've been praying and I felt like the Lord was leading us to take some time to do this in this series. And I asked, I said, hey, if you've been through that, if you feel like it would be beneficial to this house and you maybe would like to hear it again, let me know. It was, it was cool, man. It has so many couples come and say, Pastor, we need it. Share this house needs it. So we're going to jump into today and look at some principles that what I teach is called building a marriage that will last. And there's four principles. And each one of those are a letter in the word last. L-A-S-T. And so today, I want to look at the first one. Now, I teach this as load-bearing walls in your marriage. They mean that that wall has to be there. Like if this marriage is going to last, if this one's going to work, like this has to be operating in your marriage. And we're going to see, I really do believe that after, as I've been studying back through these again, that man, it's like, it's going to like tie a lot of things together that we've been hitting in this series. You're going to see, I believe it all kind of like come together. Now, I want to say this, if you're single or married, these principles that I'm going to teach will apply to you. I'm like to like whether you're married to someone, whether you just came into to the adult, what we call big church back in the day. You may have just come into big church from, from faith kids, and now you're a part of faith students ministering. And like, man, what's going on? You right now at this age, you can learn some principles that's going to help you in life. So I promise you, what we're going to dig into, single or married, you need this in your life. We need it. And so we'll see this today. And the first thing that we're going to look at in building a marriage that will last, letter L, is loving communication. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about some loving communication. The Bible says that we will answer for every idle word. 
Good great. That's wild, man. I had I, I, that that we will answer for every out of word. A, a good friend of mine who I love dearly, who's with Jesus now. This is one that me and him reminded each other of so often. We would be in a conversation. One of us would say something back. He said, "You're going to answer for every out of word, Pastor." And I was like, oh, yeah. And then he would say, so ever out a word, my brother. And so this is just a truth today that we will. What we say matters. And so when we're talking today, I want the first principle that you get in your heart. And if you are married, this works within your marriage. But you will see this. If you're a business person, you'll see this in the church. Come on, you'll see where, when this falls and fails in family, in a relationship, in the church, in your business world. When this one is not right, you'll see some things begin to shift. I promise. But when it gets right, you'll see some things begin to shift. Amen? And so, again, this is low-bearing. So, what if, so I want you to imagine, if you can, that there is a structure on this stage, and there are four walls that are, are being raised up during this structure if any of those come down. The structure begins to fall. So don't, please don't say, well, I'm, I'm going to do L, maybe, if I'm in a good mood. I, I'm definitely going to do some, some T. You'll see that later. But, uh, but I, I, whatever, I, but I, I'm going, I, no, no, non-negotiable. All right, tell your neighbor, say, this is not optional. It's not optional today. So again, we want to talk very first about love and communication. The moment communication stops, the relationship begins to die. The moment. I, I have seen this so often. I, I, I've, I've saw it in church. It's, some of y'all, like we, we may drive you nuts with church center, with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, text, all, getting up, announcing it. That may get on your nerves, but you know what we're trying to do with you? Communicate with you. Because, and it's amazing, we do all those things, and then some folks will still come up and say, oh, I didn't know we had that going on. I'm like, I don't know what else we need to do, like get shirts for just print them out. But, but no, it's like, what well, we want to communicate. We, we want you to know what's going on. So we want to do everything that we can. But this principle, I promise you, will work in your marriage, church, work, family, all the above, because the moment communication is cut off, that relationship begins to die. It happens. And communication is this. Communication is how we get to know each other. It's how we get to know one another. I, I, hope, I hope you're doing this. I hope you're spending time in communication with the Lord daily. I'm talking about like every day of your life that you're doing that. You're taking some time out of your day. I know life's busy, but I hope you're taking some time out of your day every day to commune with him. It's just how we get to know him more. And so, again, this is how this works in the family. This is how it works in the marriage. Like when we communicate with one another, when we spend time with each other, we get to know each other better. And I, I don't know, I love this. I, and I love that we take time, we prayed over each one of these little gifts because each one's valuable. And we want, we want each family to know they're important. We want you to know, again, how important communication is. Now, this is what we've been learning. We've been learning in the series that people can communicate in different ways. Can we say amen to that? All right. Guys can have a whole conversation, three words. A lot of times, amen. <clears throat> you know, I'm talking... Like, it's a true story. I mean, like, sup. Sup. Good? Good. All right, peace. Four words. All right, so, and everything was good. Now, you get home, and you tell your wife, yeah, I ran into so-and-so. We had this conversation. It was great. What were they wearing? 
want to know like all this kind of stuff. How was it? How was this? What was it? No, we don't care. I mean, we had a great conversation, three words. It was all good. But we have to do this. We have to make sure that we are communicating with the person around us. And so we got to figure out. It's spending time with one another, figuring out how they communicate. So again, ladies, all right, so this is what this means. If you have more words in a day, guys, you have to gravitate. You got to say more than three words. Y'all said amen earlier. Come on. Amen. Help me. You, so you have to do it. Ladies, if, if, he, if he speaks in three-word things, maybe 30 words at one time might be too much for us. You know, we, you may want to back off a little bit. So it just works. And we're going to kind of meet in this groove. We're going to find this place where it just kind of like works. Now, I, I want to do this. As we communicate, I want to teach you. I want to show you four ways that we could be a better communicator. Anybody want to be a better communicator? I hope you do. I hope you do. because We want you to learn this because it's important how you do church here. We really do. We, it's going to affect how you are a part of this house and how you help us fulfill the vision God's given us. So here's four ways. The first one is this. Number one way that you can do this, that you can be a better communicator, is first of all, be a good listener. Yeah. Whoo, come on. Be a good listener. I, I had somebody go. Somebody's going to have bruised ribs when you get home. I, don't, I just felt that. I got a word of knowledge. Just somebody's going to have bruised ribs. We might have to pray for your ribs at altar time because, like, somebody, your, your spouse was elbowing you or whatever. No, but just we have to be a good listener. Now, I'm going to tell you, the principles that we're talking about today, I will say this was. I'm doing better. Still is. Okay, all right, I gotta be, yeah, this is still my hardest, all right, I'm just gonna say that. I'm working on this one, and I want you to do this, like as, we, as I share the four principles today, I want you to look at, and, and kind of like taking your heart, like, man, that's one I gotta be a little more intentional on. Now, I'm gonna have to work on that one probably more than the others, but, or this one may come to me natural, but this is one of those that, for me, I, I grew up, as if you know, four boys in one family, it, you know, that's, you just, you, if you know, you know. If you have a bunch of kids, those y'all know. If, if you know Velasquez, yeah, well, yeah, come on, somebody. You, you just know that you have to, like, man, get yours in when you can get it in. So, like, the moment there's a break, like, in the, in the it just like, the, somebody took a breath. They wasn't done. Took a breath. Poof, you come in and, you, and you're ready to start dishing it out. Listen, I'm telling you, so much has changed since I've been working. On this, I have. I've done better. I mean, it's taken me 30 years, but I'm working on this with somebody. Amen. And I'm growing in this thing because this is important when it comes to us in inner in communication relationship. Now, a lot of people don't realize this because they will say a person is a great communicator because of how well they may speak. They'll say, hey, man, that's a great, they're a great communicator. That's only part of communication. If there wasn't an exchange, communication never took place. Ooh. If, if there wasn't an exchange, communication never happened. And so somebody has to be in that relationship who is listening. And so we want to take time to do this. There's a lot of Bible today that I'm going to share with you. And I'm going to read it quickly. And it's in your U version and on the screen. It says in James 1.19, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Listen, just listen. I've, I've saved myself a lot of trouble 
by learning this. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, something would start in a certain, you know, the conversation start a certain way, and I'll be like, man, I'll come right back, and then I'm like, wait a minute, didn't find out. It really just, if I just pulled back, if I would have just listened, it ends up in a better place. Again, just kind of, just, just listen. Ecclesiastes, that's a passage where you, you see in Scripture, it's a time for this, it's a time for that, it's a time for all these things. It says in verse 7 of chapter 3, a time to tear and a time to mend, and there is a time to be quiet and a time to speak. Man, there are times where we just want to listen. I, I've, I've said this, that, man, is so important. There's something built within us. Even if you only use two or three words at a time, man, you want somebody to hear it. All right? You, you want somebody to receive that. So, again, be open. And so, again, we make some mistakes like eh, interruptions and assuming that we know where they're going. Like, I mean, we are like, well, I already heard this before. Just pull back. Like, you know, again, just just, just listen. And, again, it, it's amazing. I, I, like, in this setting, I'm more of a teaching-type setting and, and premarital-type counselor. I'm sitting down with couples. But when there are times I may sit down and just, uh, just sometimes it's just listening to what's going on in someone's life. I've, I've sat at my desk and I've sat there and I have listened. I said probably the two or three word thing. I didn't say a whole lot and I just listened to them, prayed with them, encouraged them in just a few words and left. And they, would, they actually would say this about me and I'm, I'm not this. I said, man, Pastor Terry's a great counselor. I, like, I didn't say anything. Come on, I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say a word. I just like prayed with because somebody listened. So this is what we do in marriage. We're signing up, and, we're, and when we're in the relationship with a spouse, we're going to be the one who listens. You would be amazed. You're going to shut down opportunities for the enemy to work when we listen to what our spouse is saying because this is what happens. There's something within us. They'll go try to find somebody else to hear them. And so we're saying this. We're signing up to be that. We're taking away a way in which, again, that the enemy will work. Proverbs 21, 23 says this. What's your tongue? Keep your mouth shut. Come on, somebody. And you will stay out of trouble. I'm telling you, some of us, we need, to, we need to get this tattooed. All right, and it's Proverbs 21, 23. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. I'm serious, just like, just learning. Just sometimes, I, anybody else, well, I don't got this, learning styles are different today in school. But I was a kid, man, every, every report card talks too much in class. Every time, would you be that guy? Would you be that girl? Tell us, sometimes you just need to listen. All right, so it's, it's important. Another one, and before we move on, Proverbs 18, 13, uh, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Message that's stupid and rude. All right, that's what it says. True story. But, but it's, it's shameful and it's foolish. So again, we just want to learn to listen. It's just, it may, it'll make you a better communicator. It'll change the environment in your workplace where you just, again, take the time to just listen when you do that. So again, we want to be better listeners. It's, it's huge in our communication. Secondly, today, we want to see this. We are the ones who create the atmosphere. Me and you, we create the atmosphere of what that relationship's going to look like. So we can't expect someone else to do this for us. We create the atmosphere in the home. We create the atmosphere in this church. 
We do it. We, we, we do it. We pray the Holy Spirit comes. He shows up. But we create the atmosphere by how we start praying in advance, worshiping the Lord. You helped create an atmosphere just a few moments ago, praying over our kids that the Spirit of God would just be worshiped and lifted up. We do this in the home. And we do this in a couple of ways. First of all, we want to be honest in the home. We want to be just open with one another. All right? So uh, it just if you're here with your spouse, I want you to tell them, if you just got a friend or if it's somebody you don't know yet, you're about to know them. I want you to look at somebody in the room and just look at them face to face. Say, I give you permission to be honest with me. Come on, tell them. Turn around. And if you have to turn around, say, I give you permission to be honest with me. All right? No, I do. I give you permission to be honest. Now, somebody like, uh oh. Yes, I, I, I want you to be. Now, again, we're going to see something. In the passage, oh, this is going to be fun seeing this one in operation. But uh, we give each other permission, and we do this because I've seen it. I've seen too many relationships that they go run talking to someone else because they didn't feel like they could sit down with the person that they were supposed to talk to. Again, so we want to do this. We want to create this. Now, when we speak, we have to choose our words wisely. All right, so, so again, we're, so now we're listening more, we're listening better, but when it's time for us to speak, we're going to be honest with each other, but we're going to make sure that we're careful to use and choose those words wisely. We have to. We have to, have to guard this because we read in our text in verse 40, uh, 29 of Ephesians 4, don't use foul or abusive language. We're like, well, that's, that's how, honestly how I feel. All right, you may be like, that's just how, no. You, you, you got to think it through and pray. You got to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. You can be honest with that person because it says this, let everything you say be good and helpful. Wait a minute. If I'm honest, this ain't going to be, yeah, it is if you do it the right way. If it is, if you do it with the right heart, I, it's, it's amazing. Like, and again, just while having someone sit down and just be honest with you and just tell you, but they're using those words very carefully. It goes on to say that so that those words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. New King James says so that we're to edify with those words. That means to build up. I want to ask you today, are you building up or are you tearing down the people that you're in relationship with? Are, are you guarding this? Negativity is the, it's the devil's language. I'm telling you, it, it, are you being that way in the relationship? Are you using those words? It, there was a study done of the predictors of divorce. No, the number one predictor of divorce was negativity in the home. Man, what? That was, again, bringing that into the house. So, again, if we want to destroy the home, if we want to tear down walls instead of brazing them up or build the wrong walls, build barriers in that relationship, tear down. Watch what it do. But when you build up, when you raise up, Proverbs 15.1 says this, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. It's, it's true. You know. I've created the atmosphere in the home early in the morning. Well, again, maybe wake up on the wrong side of the bed, feeling a certain way, something happens, and then what I do, I, I say something a certain way, I set an atmosphere in the home that will affect the atmosphere for the whole day. You've done it too. It happens in your life. It happens in your relationships. It happens in your workplace. Watch it. Go in tomorrow morning at your workplace on Monday morning creating an atmosphere. 
that is, that is, is right for the presence of God to move, that is right for, for positive things to take place. Do, apply that. Watch what will happen. It's amazing. Now, everybody's not going to do that. You know what you can do to them? You can say, hey, you need to go listen to faithrenewed.org. Go check out my church on Spotify because my pastor brought a message on communication that this, this place needs. Watch it on break. Watch it with them. Get this in you because, again, we have to choose this. So you create the atmosphere. You create the atmosphere, again, by listening and being honest. And so sometimes you may have to do this. Sometimes in the home, you may have to disconnect all the stuff. Sometimes you may have to turn some things off and sit down and say, man, I, I, I want to have a conversation with you. And you listen and talk. Sometimes that, that has saved so many relationships, friendships, marriages. It has saved so many where we create the atmosphere. Like th this is not like if your spouse comes to you and, and your spouse is, again, try to use wisdom and choose these things at the right time. We want to do this the right way. But like sometimes if it just happens to be like, man, there's a ball game on, something's happening. Guys, or if you're watching something, hunting channel, you know, real, real sports. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you're doing some of those things, like don't, don't make them do this. Don't make them have to like, kind of like, uh, hello. Ladies, it's just as much. Make sure, again, you're not on Pinterest and Facebook and whatever that may be, shopping on. That's all everything's online now, Target.com. Just get off those apps and, and, and just sometimes say, hey, I'm going to listen to you. And so, again, invite him in. I'm telling you, invite the presence of God. You're talking about creating an atmosphere where the Spirit of God, invite him into your home. That's not something we do on Sundays alone. This is something I hope, again, that you're communicating with the Lord. You're inviting him in. I hope you're inviting him into the relationships that you're having. Spending time with him. It is so valuable that we do this. So, again, we're doing this in the home. Where first of all, we're listening better. We're taking time. If someone wants to speak to us, it just, just being there, being, a, being an ear to someone can go such a long ways. Uh, just a tragedy, a tragedy comes when someone doesn't believe they have someone that will hear them out. It does it's so often. So again, we want to be the ones to listen. And then when we do this, after we listen, we take this in. And again, we're actually listening. We're not thinking about our response. All right? That's me, dog. I'm not thinking it through. Okay, now it's my turn. No, no. We think this through. We listen. We pray this through. And we use those words wisely, honestly. But we're building each other up not tearing each other down. So again, we do it that way. Now, thirdly, this is important because even when you listen well, even when you speak well, conflicts still happen, especially in the marriage, in the relationship, in family. If you're a close relationship with someone, conflicts can, can still arise. Now, this is what I've seen happen. They've come a whole lot less when we do the first two. It's like wild. Like you'll look back and say, man, when was the last time? You know, I have, it's been like, seems like it's been forever since we had, had an issue or had an argument or whatever. But in, in relationship and community, this will still take place sometime. But when this happens, we have to do this. We have to resolve that conflict quickly. I'm serious. These are the things, these are the areas that when this happens, you have to, when conflict arises, because it will resolve it quickly. Don't do this. Don't just say, well, they'll get over it. Like they'll be fine. All right. They've gotten over for the last several years. They'll be okay. No, if you're the one who dropped the ball, you be the one who leads the way in resolving this thing by saying this, I'm sorry. 
Like truly, I'm, I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me. I, I want to do this different. I, I give you permission to be honest with me. Let's talk about ways that we can make this better so that this doesn't happen again. But when it happens, listen, resolve the conflict. Let it come quickly because this is what we don't see many time limits in Scripture. We don't. There's not many things that you see time limits on in Scripture, but this is an area. In Ephesians 4, right before our passage, we, it reads this way in verses 26 and 27. And we actually give the enemy an opportunity when we don't resolve things. It says, and don't, uh, and don't sin by letting anger control you, and don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. What? Like, you mean like if something happens, I can't just say, well, let them sleep on it and then tomorrow everything's good? No. Can we, not, can we say, well, I'll buy them a gift and everything's going to be okay? And I, no. Can I, I, I mean, like, the gift's still a good idea, all right? Some of y'all are still like, okay, they can still do that. But no, you resolve the conflict. Like, you go to them. You get this right. We don't see this, man. It was, well, we had to learn this. We did. This was one of the things that we had to learn. Like, again, that we had to resolve these things. I, I say this, and this is one of my, that like, if it builds up long enough, it will blow up. I, I, way back in the day, my sweet, anointed, beautiful, glorious gift that God has given me uh, barely missed my head with a vacuum cleaner uh, one, one day. I mean, it, I, a true story. Some of y'all are like, man, it was a long time ago. She got saved since then. And I know she was saved. <laughs> She was saved then. But if I can clear, barely, I almost took a brother out. I almost wasn't here. And, uh, and, and I'm going to be honest. It was because I wasn't doing the first two. I wasn't doing one and two well. Didn't give her permission to make it right. But uh, I, a vacuum cleaner about took a brother out because we didn't know how to resolve this stuff. We didn't have somebody. You know, I, this was my premarital counsel when we got married. Do you love each other? Yeah. You love her? Yeah, yeah. I'll keep God first. And that's, that was good advice. But nobody sat down and told us like this stuff. Like in relationships, you know, listen to one another. I taught each other like with, with kind words and build each other up. And then when you miss it, when you mess it up, resolve that thing. Make it right. Make it, make it right. Make it work. Make it do the right thing. And fourthly and finally this morning, if you're going to be in relationship, matter of fact, even if you're not going to be in relationship, if you choosing the relationship's going to be, and it's no longer going to happen. Fourthly, you got to do this and understand that forgiveness is not optional. Yeah. It is not optional. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says this, Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Do you understand? Like, this is not an option. Now, I've taught on this years ago, a message is still online, that 10 things is that forgiveness is not, all right? So you need to understand, like, just forgiveness doesn't mean they can keep doing that to you and, you, and it never affects you. Not, that's not what that means. No, listen, but, but we need to understand that we have to choose, especially, like, if you're going to stay in the relationship, if you're going to be in community with someone, you can't be holding things against them. You have to forgive those things, release them, and let those things go. And why do we have to do that? Because this is the message of Jesus. This is the message of Christ. I would ask you to stand, if you would, please. And as you stand, I want us to think about this for a moment. 
I've just I've prayed and asked the Lord to help today. Just kind of like, how do we do this? I, I just don't want to do blanket altar calls. And I, I just really want the Holy Spirit to do specifically in this relationship goal series what needs to happen. So it ain't just like, hey, y'all come if you need prayer. Which, if you need prayer, you come. But there's some things I think specifically God is doing in this series for us. And I want us to, if you would, to just bow your heads, close your eyes, if you would, please. And just for a second, for a moment, I want you to just ask today, ask, ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, how do I, how do I walk this out? How, how do I apply this in my life? In that list of four today, as we've been talking about listening and creating an atmosphere, setting the moment, resolving the conflicts, forgiveness, I said this, that there's going to be some that's like, man, that's just easy for me to do. Some are so easy, but some are so hard. Some of these things can be difficult. And I just want to say, my, my prayer is this today. The prayer today is that what we want to pray and pray for today is for healing in relationships. And, and this is, and I want you to understand that this relationship goes today. This may say, hey, there actually it could be like a, a marriage relationship in these just the Holy Spirit to move in, that you just need healing and hope in. It could be a friendship today. It could be a parenting relationship. There may be work relationships that are, that are strained. Whatever that may be, we want to pray today for healing for relationships. But before we open up this altar and pray, I want, I want to ask you this, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, is there anyone you need to forgive? Is there anyone that you today need to forgive? Someone who's hurt you, maybe wronged you. Is there someone you need to say, hey, I need to let this go today. I need to forgive them. For some of you, it may be that you have to look in a mirror and forgive the person looking back at you for things. Listen, you got to let that go. When you turn to Christ, he doesn't hold that against you. Quit holding it against yourself. Let it go today. It could, it could be someone who's already gone on, not even with us today, but the wounds and hurts from them are affecting you right now. If that's you, just forgive. Make the choice today. Forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. So we want to forgive today. If there's anyone Holy Spirit just puts on your heart, if you can physically or if you should let them know about this or some relationships, maybe again, it's gone on and it's best to not talk to them, it's just, but you need to let this go. I want you to do that right now. Just ask you right now, just, yeah, make that decision to forgive. From this moment on, I'm letting that go. It's huge. It is huge what that does. And I also want to ask this today. Are there things that you need to be forgiven of? Could be things that you've done in the relationship. You need to lead the way. Don't wait on them to come to you and say, all right, I'm going to forgive you for what you've done. No, you go to them. You lead the way if you, if, if you can, if it if it's should in that situation. You lead the way. But I also want to ask you, we have family here. We have first-time guests. We have faithful members. It does not matter which category you fall in right now, but today are there things that you need to be forgiven of from the Father. Scripture says this, that Christ got on a cross for you to forgive you, to bring healing and reconcile, bring redemption and life to you. He did that for you. And it does not matter what you've said or done. He can forgive you today. He can make you part of that family today. 
So if that, it's just right now, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if, if there's things today that you need to forgive, for things that you need to be forgiven of right now, or if you today need to be forgiven by the Father right now, I just want to pray over you. And wherever that falls, I just want you to just open up the communication right now with him. Open up that communication line and begin to talk. So, Father, I just speak blessings today over the relationships of this house. I speak today just that you'll begin to bless and move in the hearts and lives of the people of this place, God. Any forgiveness that needs to happen, let it flow freely just as it flows from you. We just declare that right now. Oh, we thank you for that, Jesus. As our worship team sings and as they minister, as we get ready to close, I, I want you to do this. If you need prayer right now for a relationship, just it could be family, work, community, it could be in, in, whatever that may be, just right where you're standing, would you do this? And you can open your eyes and look around. Would you just do this today? If you just need healing in a relationship, you just need, need prayer and for, for healing over a relationship, but just lift up your hand right now. Just lift up your hand. Just say, yeah, I need prayer today. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, I bless you. Raise it up. I want you to just turn around. If you see a hand raised, just begin to pray for one another. This is relationship goals. This is us operating and working as a family, as a body. So would you do this right now? If you just need healing, if you're, if you're, if you're struggling forgiving someone, your hands should be up. If, if you're like needing help with this, if you're trying to like say, how do I apply this? What do I do this? How do I even start this? I need prayer. Just raise your hand up. Nothing to be embarrassed about. We need one another. I've needed to apply these things so many times and needed prayer for these things so many times in my life. Anyone else, just raise up your hand. Just say, I need prayer today. Worship team, just minister in song. And as they minister today, let's just pray for one another. And then once prayer is just happening right now in this room, let the Spirit of God work. And let's just worship the Lord. Let's create the atmosphere in this house before we close in prayer. Let's just worship Him. Yes. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.